Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that is uh, freetalklive.com. Julia, joining us for the first time in, oh, what, two, three weeks, something like that? Something like that. I've been busy. You have been busy uh, doing everything from campaigning to getting promoted at work, and so obviously we don't pay you to be here, so it's uh, it's nice to have you back behind a microphone. And maybe we'll talk more about your campaign here in a little while, but we're going to start things out with uh, something that we promised to do uh, to our listeners earlier today. I sent out an update announcing we were going to have a guest on the show, which I very rarely will announce guests in advance because... Things. It seems like whenever I announce a guest in advance, something happens that causes the guest to not be on our show. And so I always get nervous about doing that. Um, but we have him. His name is Bernard von Nothaus. He is the man who created the Liberty Dollar. Now, the monetary architect. Correct. Uh, so if you listened to the show last night, you know that we. it was uh, pretty unprecedented, very rare that we will spend... Every single hour of the program talking about the same topic. Usually, Free Talk Live is pretty pretty fast paced. Where you know one topic moving to the next. Sometimes we'll take in a, a topic for an entire hour. And I have to say that if it weren't for all of the 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 calls and the input that we got from the listeners last night, it probably only would have been an hour long topic. But right. you but guys, we had plenty of other things to talk about. But people people wanted to talk about this particular issue where the uh, the Liberty right. Dollar offices were raided and um, what a, a couple of tons of uh, precious metals were taken without an arrest. I mean, something like that. Yeah, it was pretty outrageous. Our listeners just kept calling in, obviously very concerned about the state of uh, liberty in America, which we already knew was uh, in in dire shape. Uh, But this is this event, uh, the Liberty Dollar office, head office in Evansville, Indiana, being raided by the FBI and the Secret Service just really took it to a next level. It took the the level of tyranny uh, the next step up. And uh, Bernard is on the line with us. Hello, Bernard. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Well, I can't imagine you're having the best of evenings, but uh, it's it's all right. How do, how do you feel? Actually, I feel good. Really? Yeah, I feel good because, you know, it's uh, it's uh, kind of like uh, in a fist fight, you know, uh, and uh, getting a couple serious body blows or uh, thrown at you and recoiling from that, you know, so then you feel charged up and ready to get back in the ring. And that's basically where I am tonight. Uh, you know, we had a couple of really major things happen to us, uh, to the Liberty Dollar, and I gather you guys covered that pretty extensively last night. We sure but, did. Uh, when did. I mean, you don't actually live in Evansville, so how did you get the news of uh, the raid? On my cell phone. Uh, Sarah gave me a call uh, when they arrived and told me rather innocently, Bernard, we have some visitors. Mm. And I go, what kind of visitors? She goes, FBI and Secret Service. Oh I said, my. okay, let's sit down and talk about that. So I sat down, and I actually talked to the uh, the uh, uh, FBI agent. His name was Andrew, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a little chat. He told me that he was disappointed that I wasn't in Evansville. And as I explained to him, I said, well, I only come to Evansville twice a year. So you should have picked a different time, you know. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. It was pretty stunning news uh, to a, a lot of people yesterday, and the immediate reaction from a number of people was 
this was a hoax. Uh, people were very uh, obviously upset. They thought that maybe your email list had been cracked, that uh, some hacker had gotten in and uh, just sent it out as, uh, as a hoax. And I thought, you know, when I read your email yesterday, and we read it on the air, uh, when I read it personally, I thought this is in, the, you know, this was written the way Bernard would have written the email. It was uh, written in your style. And I thought it, it couldn't possibly be a hoax. But then I called the, the Mint, um, the Sunshine Mint, which is the company that you guys contract with to actually create, uh, to mint the Liberty Dollar, and to, I guess to also store it in their vault. And they had no idea, or at least they claimed to have no idea about uh, what had happened. And I was very con- very concerned that, well, why would, it, why would Bernard say one thing and the Sunshine Mint say something else? And then I saw some news today that apparently they had their raid yesterday. Am I mistaken about that? Yeah, you were just a little bit ahead of the curve, I think, given time zone differences and stuff like that, Mark. That was Ian. Oh, that, oh yeah. that's Ian. I yeah, have sorry. trouble <laughs> identifying you two guys' voice. I'm sorry to yeah, say that. Not no, no problem. no problem. Many people do. Okay. Uh, any case, uh, yeah, I can see how that could be uh, disconcerting. Um, and, you know, uh, Sunshine, you know, is a neutral player here, so they didn't want to... Uh, give out any information uh, they were being assaulted themselves right. uh, by their own rage, you know, which, of course, came totally out of the blue. Was it the same day, or was it, because uh, the, the, the news report that I saw and I have here says their raid was yesterday while yours was Wednesday morning. Now, both of them happened on Wednesday. Same day. Okay, then maybe they were just keeping mum. Maybe it was like a gag order kind of thing that they yeah. didn't feel like talking to anybody. It was, a, it, it was obviously a coordinated effort, you know. So, at this point, uh, just to bring our listeners up to speed, Liberty Dollar's home office has been raided. All of their product has been stolen by the federal government. Uh, also, all the product in the vault at the Sunshine Mint stolen. Your bank accounts have been frozen. Uh, they have all your computers. You guys, I suggested yesterday, I thought they took your phones, and it turns out they did. Uh, they took your, uh, your, uh, your phone system, basically. So you can't nope. even get nope. voicemail. They didn't take our phone system. And, and I, I shy away from the use of the word steal. Okay. Really? Cause it, no, because they didn't steal it. They confiscated it. And I intend to get all the property back and fill all the orders after we win. This is a great opportunity. You, you, you know, earlier in this interview we were talking about, you know, why do I feel good? I feel good because I think this is a golden opportunity for us to move our agenda forward and to prove the Liberty Dollar in court, because that's what we wanted to do in the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we filed the lawsuit was because they had never started any legal action. Well, now they've started legal action, which is what we wanted them to do, you know. Right. And now we're going to be in court. I didn't think the the assault for, you know, the, the raid was going to be so massive, to be honest with you. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're thorough little bastards. And... uh uh, now we're going to have our time in court, and I feel very confident that uh, I'm going to be acquitted, and the Liberty Dollar is going to be uh, validated, uh, and it will rise to the occasion that it's meant to rise to. And that is the savior of the U.S. Uh, monetary system. Well, it certainly has been going strong for the last nine years. Did you find their timing curious with the raid? Bernard, I mean, now after nine successful years of the Liberty Dollar being in the marketplace, they choose now to raid uh, your business? Well, I, you know, the federal government's big and slow and dumb, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes them a while. Uh, 
you know, so, no, I, I, I really never gave it much thought. Uh, I, I didn't know, I, I, quite honestly, I got a lot of things happening in my life. So sure. sitting around talking about, thinking about uh, the federal boys, uh, I, I, that doesn't fit into my, I, I don't have time in my schedule for that. I mean, I, I know they have trouble making those neural connections, so I can't <laughs> wait for them. So you are uh, so you're setting up a class action lawsuit, and uh, the, who can uh, who's qualified to join in on this class action lawsuit, Bernard? Well, anybody who uh, sent us money and has not received their order, mm-hmm. their due money back. I know you were holding on to a lot of Ron Paul dollars that had just come in, a fresh shipment of those, and uh, they took all those. So that must be what hundreds of orders, thousands. Uh, it probably is. Uh, it could be verging up to a thousand orders. Hmm. It's uh, you know, there's, there's just an awful, awful lot of those orders. Uh, uh, hundreds, definitely hundreds. But I mean, we're talking about several hundred. I and mean, it, I know that five, I, I six, watched seven hundred. The... I mean, there's a lot. We had stacks and stacks and stacks. We had them divided into days for shipment, and mm-hmm. it was all very well organized. Uh, the staff. There in Arizona has done an outstanding job. I take my hat off to, to the ladies uh, at the fulfillment office. They've done an outstanding job. And, right, and they're, they're all out of point. jobs at this point because uh, your bank account's frozen, so you wouldn't have any way to pay them if you wanted to. That's right. And, yeah, that's what a mess. You know, they've they've uh, frozen all the money, taken all the money out of the account. You know, Bernard, can you stay on with us for a little bit? Uh, maybe take a call or two, if uh, possible? Sure. Great. Hang on. We're bringing uh, Bernard von Nothouse back. He is the monetary architect, the man behind the Liberty Dollar. And he's under siege by the federal government. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners. The dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. And uh, the Liberty Dollar is uh, something that we are a big fan of on this show. They happen to be a sponsor. We happen to have their founder and the monetary architect on the line with us. And uh, what do we do here, Mark? Do we need to talk to Bernard about this, like, right now on the I think we should air? absolutely ask him, what the heck are we supposed to do with these uh, live reads we've got? Right, Bernard, we've got, uh, we've got live reads we're supposed to be doing for you during our show that you've paid us to do. And uh, I, I'm not sure how to handle this, because people can't actually go and order these beautiful uh, Liberty Dollars right now. The, the federal government has, has seized them all. Uh, so should we just be... He sounds like he's got a cell phone call. You there, Bernard? Still here. Okay. Uh, should, endless phone calls. Should, I sure. can only imagine. Uh, so how do we handle uh, promoting the Liberty Dollar here? Should we encourage people to go and read about the raid and get signed up for the class action lawsuit? What do you think we yes. should do here? Yes. Uh, you know, become aware of what happened about the raid, sign up for the class action lawsuit, and also we're going to have a, uh, a donation page there so that we can uh, fund our legal defense. Because uh, uh, after we validate the Liberty Dollar, gentlemen, it's going to be huge. It's going to rise to the occasion that it was meant for. 
I I love your vision. Very positive. Uh, you're you're going to be vindicated here. I hope over uh, over time, uh, and with the assistance of uh, those who care and those who are paying attention and want to get behind this. Um, and and by the way, that that leads me to a correction. Last night I ended the show saying that there was nothing about this up on the front page of the Liberty Dollar. Then after I got off the air, you guys had updated your website. It has been updated. LibertyDollar.org. You go there, right there at the top of the page. FBI raids Liberty Dollar. Click that. Uh, the latest information will be posted there. Is that correct, Bernard? Yes, sir. Okay, and that's where you can see all the details, uh, the search warrant, the seizure warrant, uh, the, even the, uh, the identification or the business cards for the bureaucrats that, uh, that, that did the raid, uh, and the latest, uh, the latest update from, uh, from Bernard, as well as an email sign-up box, so you can get in the loop and stay in the loop with uh, what's going on. Bernard will send, I'm sure, periodic email updates to keep everybody clued in as to what is going on. So that's what we'll do from here out. Uh, we'll promote people and drive them to that page and, and get them involved. Yes, our, our traffic right now is up about uh, 20 times, about 2,000%. Wow. Um, our traffic is up tremendously. So uh, the class action lawsuit, it is, uh, you're gonna, it, you have to, yet to file it, correct? Uh, yes. I mean, we haven't filed it yet. We've just basically launched it. We're collecting names. There's three categories that people could qualify to be on the uh, class action lawsuit. One is that they placed an order and they have not received their order. Right, like the people that bought the Ron Paul dollars. Exactly. Okay. And number two, people who have uh, paper currency and they want to redeem it. I mean, it's it's a legal binding contract. You didn't do anything wrong. Right. Uh, the government's obligated to honor that contract. But uh, I, I like the paper currency. I have hundreds of uh, dollars worth of uh, the, the paper currency. I don't really want to redeem it, but uh, you know, at the same time, you could want to redeem one. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's uh, last night. That's what I did. Is I purchased from you um, a uh, one of the dollars so that I could right. have one of the uh, paper currency. I have plenty of the uh, the, the species, I believe, right. as they call it. But I have um, I got one of the paper currencies so that I could uh, sign up for the lawsuit. And okay. I would recommend that anybody does that on the on our bulletin board right now at bbs.freetalklive.com. There's a uh, a thread about doing just this, so people right. are getting together so that other people can get these, so they can sign up for the uh, the class action. Well, well, I, let me correct one word that you used there, Mark. Yeah, I don't – species? Uh, well, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's better than species. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, the, the word you used is that uh, anybody could do that, right? What I'd like to say is that everybody do that. It's <laughs> gotcha. re- very, very, very important that uh, we get a mass amount of support so that when we file this lawsuit, you know, let's say that we have – 10, 20, 30, 40,000 people, you know, that have signed up for this lawsuit, you know. Right. Um, and you're right. You only need one paper dollar. And then also, if you have any of the digital currency, is the third mm-hmm. category. If you got digital currency, that's 100% redeemable also. And, uh, you know, you could say, I want to redeem that, and uh, that, would be, uh, that would be okay. You know, so any one of those categories, missing an order, Paper currency, digital currency qualifies you to participate in the class action lawsuit. Okay, good to know, because I know that uh, that the, the activists here in New Hampshire, of course, we talk a lot about the Free State Project, which you're well aware of. You've been to a number of uh, Free State events. I, you know, I'm coming to New Hampshire on January 3rd. I'll be speaking there 
at uh, the Liberty Farm. That's perfect, perfect excuse to come back on Free Talk Live and give us an update because we're going to be there broadcasting live from the event. Um, if I'm not arrested. <laughs> right. If you're uh, if you're a free man or a semi-free man, you'll be at the Liberty Forum. And of course, we'll talk more about the Liberty Forum here in a little while. Uh, but but uh, the the free staters and the liberty activists here in New Hampshire. I just got an instant message from uh, from somebody in the area here in Keene. We get together on a weekly basis. We have these little social Sundays meetings where people just go and, and they hang out and they get together. So I'm going to be bringing a you know a stack of my um, paper certificates to the meeting and selling those to anybody that's interested in buying one, so they can also uh, get involved in the. I had a friend lawsuit. contact me through uh, me through email who asked me to get to get one for him, and I uh, sent it off today so that he could get, have that one in the mail. So people just need to get active amongst each other and, right. and spread these around so that everybody has at least one Liberty Dollar, um, the, the paper kind, so that they can uh, sign up for this. There's another concerned person about, yes. the, uh, about the whole situation. Now, Bernard, you had made a statement that um, the Liberty Dollar is uh, could likely replace the, the the Federal Reserve note as America's currency? Tell me about your vision there. Well, that's a little grandiose. Okay. I, mean, I, I think that's uh, delusions of grandeur, you know. Basically, you know, the Liberty Dollar is a model for a currency that responds to the marketplace and could, sh- you know, shed some light uh, on a currency uh as it as well, you know, it does conform to the requirements of the U.S. Constitution. You know that old damn document. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, according to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, any case, um, I, I, you know, we don't intend to replace the U.S. dollar. We just mean to uh, to nudge them into uh, solvency and 100% backing. Uh, as required by the U.S. Constitution. Right, sort of in the same way that uh, Federal Express, when it came about, sort of nudged the Postal Service into actually smiling occasionally at you when you, you know, walked in the, the front door. Yeah, uh, the, you know, they did increase uh, the the service at the counter, and they also increased the, the the offering because, you know, before that there was no express mail, there was no priority right. mail, there was... You know, it was pretty strand. Yeah, they're, uh, they're still not that service. great. I'm not singing their praises or anything like that, but uh, the fact is the competition did raise the level for the post office just a little bit, enough to make it at least somewhat tolerable. Bernard, That's we've right. got calls lined up. Can you stay? Uh, yes, I can. All right, we're going to go to the phone. We're going to the I don't know, till we're done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> till these phone calls run out. And last night it was three hours. I'm hoping it'll only go an hour this time, but we'll see. Hang on, we're going to bring you back. Bernard von Nuthaus, the... Uh, the monetary architect, the man behind the Liberty Dollar, Bernard von Nothaus, is with us, and we'll take your calls at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features for free, so enjoy those on us. 
including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, go and grab them up for free at freetalklive.com, right there on the front page. Going back an entire year on the house, there's no logging in, no membership fee. We give it away. freetalklive.com. And are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. That's D2Z.org. Last night, we had an amazing show. Thanks to you um, for calling in and, and making it that way. Uh, a show that was based on an event that occurred a couple of days ago uh, to the Liberty Dollar, America's second largest, I guess it's America's largest private currency, but America's second largest, uh, I, I guess, currency that you can, it's private, it's an alternative uh, to the U.S. dollar. It's actually backed with gold and silver. I don't know if we've really explained this yet uh, this hour. It's a wonderful product, and it's been on the market for almost a decade. Now And the feds decided that uh, they were going to go on the attack, went and confiscated all of it, uh, shut down the, the office, took all their computers, froze their bank accounts. The, the man behind the Liberty Dollar, Bernard von Nothaus, is on the line with us right now. And Bernard, you're back on Free Talk Live. Did I get all that correct? Well, you you had the high points there, Mark. Or is it Ian? Yeah, that's Ian. Ian. <laughs> I usually start the show. Mark's my uh, sort of uh, fill-in co-host. I'm the sidekick guy. Sidekick guy. Um, and Julia's here as well. She's just been sort of absorbing all this. She didn't uh, hear any of the show because uh, she was working last night, so she's this sort of news to her. Uh huh. Well, uh, she'll get an airful. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Julia, I mean, why don't you jump in on this? I mean, uh, you've seen the Liberty Dollar. Is this an out- is this an outrage? What uh, what happened? Well. I guess I don't really understand. I mean, they didn't have. There's no legality in them coming in and raiding. Is that that's correct, right? I mean, the Liberty what do you dollar, mean by legality? Well, the Liberty Dollar is legal, so they you, they don't really have any justification. Well, I mean, you know, the government doesn't need justification. We're in Iraq, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and they didn't charge anybody with anything. No one has been arrested yet. Which is yet. pretty typical. Well, not yet, but I'm I'm soon to be arrested, gentlemen. You think? You, that's sort of the, your fingers up think, in the air? That's how you think? Think. Think. Just what, I mean, you know, you've read enough newspaper articles. What happens? There's a criminal investigation, and then they get an indictment. Then they, you know, charge me, and then they'll arrest me. This is, we're in the slot here, guys. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. Well, I don't know, because this, it, there's a lot of uh, bells that are familiar about this, and uh, it, what it really reminded me of is what we've seen happening over in California, which you're probably well aware of, the uh, medical marijuana clinics uh, being raided by the DEA, where th- more often than not, they'll just come in, Take the marijuana, take the cash, and leave, not arrest anybody. So, I mean, there is, a, I guess, a chance that you might not get arrested, though I, I certainly you would know better than I on this one. Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of money at stake right here, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and, a lot of, and, and a lot of gold and silver. Right, and there's a lot of people that are affected by this because they're not getting their orders. Sure. You know, this isn't like uh, a raid on a marijuana dispensary. You know, this is a this is a big deal here. Let's go to the uh, phones. We've got calls waiting to talk talk okay, to you. Let's talk to the caller. Mark is making. I've got an email hand too. Signals. Okay. Well, emails can wait. We're going to Manuel in New York on the amplifier line. You're on with Bernard von Nothaus from the Liberty Dollar. Good evening. How are you, sir? Good evening, Manuel. Welcome to the show. Uh, my question has to do about the uh, RCOs. I'm not an RCO myself, but uh, one, that's one of the things I thought about uh, when all this happened. If you're an RCO, um, do you 
stop using it or should you There's be afraid to use that right at now. some point the, the, the Fed might raid you? Because, you know, if they confiscated all your records, no. everyone no. knows what's going Let's on. Let's talk for a moment here, though. The RCO is, what is an RCO? Uh, so people know what he's referring an to. An RCO is a regional currency office, okay? And it's the distributor arm of the Liberty Dollar. So the Liberty Dollar Fulfillment Office um, fills orders for the RCO which is a regional office, and they distribute the currency within their region. That so, makes sense. So, now, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to think that the feds are going to go out and um, uh, harass or search uh, the RCOs. Why, why do you say uh, that? I think the RCOs have taken some precaution mm-hmm. because, yes, there is that possibility, but uh, I, I find that hard to believe. Usually the feds come and make a coordinated effort and then they crawl back home. Uh, I don't think that they're going to do this. Otherwise, they would have busted all the RCOs on the same day sort of thing. And I I find it hard to believe. But we have cautioned the RCOs to take prudent measures uh, to safeguard their property in light of the tyrannical federal government action. Very good. Manuel, any uh, follow-up there? Uh, no. Just good luck with everything. I have an uh, order of the uh, Ron Paul Copper, so good Thanks. luck. Thanks for the call, Manuel. Let's continue and talk to uh, Zach in Virginia. Zach, you're on the line with Bernard Von Nothaus from the Liberty Dollar. Hey, everyone. I uh, hope everyone's doing all right. I had a couple questions for Bernard. Uh, I was wondering about the legal actions. Um, I know that you have the uh, you, the class action lawsuit to get some of the product that was confiscated back to the people who ordered it. No, all that, of it. All of it. But as no, I not some. It, all. Absolutely. But as I understand it, that's a different issue than whether or not the Liberty Dollar is legal. And I remember on the website you were seeking a declaratory judgment from a judge to enjoin the men from saying that the Liberty Dollar was illegal. Is that still going forward, or are you taking a different route now? Well, temporarily, temporarily, Zach, is going forward. But uh, criminal action trumps civil action. So it's really just a matter of time before the judge drops the lawsuit and we stay focused on the criminal action. Interesting. Zach, second question? And the criminal action is going to cover, is going to make a decision about once and for all about whether this is, I mean, I mean, obviously it's legal, but the, the judge will give whatever he can give the legitimacy no, it, to it. It's going to be a criminal. We're going to have a jury. It's a, it's a big deal. Okay. Right. And, uh, one last question. How are you paying your lawyers? Uh, all your bank accounts have been frozen. That's right. That's why we're starting our legal defense fund, and that's why we're asking everybody to donate a whopping $10. If we had everybody who has Liberty Dollars donate $10, we'd have more than enough to finance our, our legal expenses, get all the property back, and move this country towards a value-backed current. And people can go and learn more about that uh, at libertydollar.org. Just click the FBI link right there at the top of the page for all the details. Zach, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Bill in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on with Bernard von Nothaus from the Liberty Dollar. Yes, thank you guys for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I, I was just uh, watching uh, news uh, so call news, uh, they were saying that the, the reason why the raid took place or why the feds claimed that the raid took place had something to do with uh, election tampering with the Ron Paul dollar. Um, my question is, uh, was this uh, a bad move on the part of the Liberty Dollar organization to put such a 
a person of high profile on a coin to uh, raise suspicion to give the government the opportunity and the reason to come after him. Uh, well, uh, that's subjecture. Uh, the bottom line is that we, we did a Ron Paul dollar to support his campaign as an independent contribution. The vast majority of support for Ron Paul have been independent contributions. So uh, it's just an unfortunate uh, chain of events. But we're getting, we, we are generating a lot more press about Ron Paul. Uh, yeah. AP just put out a wire to every newspaper uh, outlet in the United States, and uh, the Washington Post is running an article either tonight or tomorrow. So we're going to get we're get we're getting a lot more press out there about Ron Paul. If the mainstream is not going to cover him, damn it, we're going to do it. Very good, Bill. Thanks for the call. 1-800-259-9231. If you have a question for Bernard Von Nothaus, now would be the time to get on the line uh, because we are going to, I think, wrap this up in the next segment. Uh, Just make this an encapsulated hour here. But, um, Bernard, on on the the point about Ron Paul, I mean, the fact is, whether you had done the Ron Paul thing or not, you are at risk either way. So I say good for you and good on the liberty dollar for taking a stand in favor of ron paul and i thought i think it's a great thing it's gonna i think it's gonna result in uh, good things for both you and the ron paul campaign more on the way with bernard von nothaus the monetary architect the creator the man behind the liberty dollar if you've got a question for him get on the line now this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. You can get your hands on all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise, everything from T-shirts to hats to hoodies. Uh, we've even got uh, the Free Marketeer flag, so much there, uh, and great deals, good quality products as well. Uh, you're not going to get cheap crap from us. So go to store.freetalklive.com and maybe, I don't know, order some gifts for some friends or family members that also listen to Free Talk Live because it is the holiday shopping season pretty much at this point. Uh, once again, that's store dot freetalklive.com as we go back to our guest his name is Bernard von Nothaus and he is the monetary architect the man who created uh, the liberty dollar and we've been talking a lot about the liberty dollar over the past couple of days because well the feds raided his home office in Evansville Indiana and literally took all of his inventory his computers their their files uh, the shipments that were waiting to go out the door they raided the the vault as well at the the sunshine mint and they took all of the the silver that was backing all of the the the, uh, the dollars the actual paper certificates that are out in people's hands i have uh, uh, several hundred of them myself and i like to give them out as tips when i go out to uh, to restaurants bernard should i continue giving these out as tips or should i hold them until this is all resolved no, you just keep using them. You know, you ever heard the phrase "innocent until proven guilty"? There yeah. you go. That's a good point. You know, yeah. no, you don't be intimidated. You know, we should be out there using the Liberty Dollars just as we have been using them. But uh, the the best action to take again, and I say this again and again, is to sign up for the class action lawsuit and donate ten dollars to our legal defense fund once we get that 
up on our site. You right, got the, ten bucks coming from me. The donation page is not up yet, but the rest of it's there. The details on the raid, the warrants, all the information, all there. You go to libertydollar.org. You'll find the link right there at the top. Uh, FBI raids the Liberty Dollar. Mark, you've got an email you wanted to share? Yeah, it's it's really brief, Bernard. But uh, Jeff asks, um, could you? Politely pose or um, the question: Does the Liberty Dollar have an exchange rate against the U.S. dollar? Is it one dollar for every Liberty Dollar? I don't know. It's a little off topic tonight, but I, I, I guess some of us are not up to date on the Liberty Dollar, and I'm hesitant to go to their site right now since I don't want their traffic, to, um, which is up so uh, up so much tonight. I don't want to contribute to a potential server crash. Well, don't worry about it. We seem to be handling it fine. I've got a really a good tech guy. If you went to our website right off the home page, top. Dead center in red, it says daily commission rate, and at the bottom of that box, I'm talking about the, the box right directly directly below the, uh, right in the, the center, right below the masthead, daily commission box, and at the bottom of that it says exchange rate of ALD, American Liberty Dollars, to the USD is uh, .861, and so it's a little over 85%. Uh, 80, 86 cents on a dollar is what we're buying those, we would be buying those back. This is a market driven price. So, um, they're worth a little more or a little less than a dollar? Less than a dollar, 86 okay. cents. Gotcha. There the you reason go. is because all the previous Liberty dollars were either distributed at a discount or now they're being distributed at face plus a commission. So oh, there you go. And there's more detail on that at uh, at libertydollar.org. In fact, Bernard, I want to put you back on hold for a moment because my uh, board operator there needs to do uh, a couple of things to finagle the phone line so we can take another phone call. We do have somebody else that wanted to talk with Bernard, and I wanted to make sure we could get into that here. Um, th- was that pretty much the email, though, Mark? Yeah, pretty much. He just wanted to know what the exchange rate was, and I thought it was just $1 to $1. But, you know, uh, one, of the, um, one of the objections that people... Uh, people will come up with about the Liberty Dollar that is so easy to, to overcome is that, well, how come I can't get this at spot price? Well, of course you can't get it at spot price. Spot price is for silver or gold. It's for the metal itself. Well, the Liberty the bullion. Dollar... Yeah, the, the yeah. bullion itself. Um, and spot is in, like, you have to buy, you know, 5,000 pounds to get it at spot right. price. Or you, get, or, or you get it in a bunch of, the shape of a bunch of jewelry or something. The Liberty Dollar has a premium on it because they, they have to mint it. Um, all those people that mint it have to eat, they have to sell it. All those people that sell it have to eat. There's a business behind it. Right. It costs now, money and to his distribute margin this. Is remarkably small compared to anything else you would buy retail. If you were to buy one of the government's uh, silver coins, you're going to pay us. You're going to pay a retail on. You're going to pay um, an extra on that too. It, sure. It's going to cost basically the same as a Liberty Dollar does. So you might as well. You know, help uh, a businessman out there who's worried about liberty, um, con- concerned about your liberties rather than the government who just wants to take it away. Bernard, are you back with us? I'm back with you, and I'd only point out to what you guys are talking about is that the liberty dollar is actually better than the government money. You know, because even if you take a look at the silver eagles that the U.S. Mint does make, okay, and it is one ounce, three nines, fine silver, identical uh, to the uh, liberty dollar. But what is not identical is is that both of them are basically about the same price. Let's say, you know, $18 or something in that sort of category, depending on who you're buying it from and how many you're buying and, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're around 18 bucks a piece. But the difference is, is that on a Silver Eagle from the United States government, you can buy it for... $18, but you can only use it for a dollar because that's what the face value is. <laughs> right. Whereas so, on the Liberty dollar, 
uh, if you're a Liberty Associate, you get it for $20 plus a commission, which is uh, running about 10%, so you get about $22, and you use it for $20, and you just made $2. Right, so it's actually uh, a lot more sensible to, to utilize the Liberty Dollar, and that's one of the purposes, but the, the main purpose behind the Liberty Dollar is for people to put it into circulation, not to keep it in their sock drawer or their safe or something like that, to, uh, to have them circulating around so people can come across them and maybe ask themselves, huh, silver, let me think about this, and then you know they'll go to your website and then learn about real sound money. It is also, not only is it a valuable alternative currency, but in a way it's an educational tool. Well, it is an educational tool, but uh, we find that most people don't want to be educated, so we don't put the emphasis on the education. No, no, they'd have um, to educate themselves. It's bad. It's a bad idea to go out and you know try to pass the you know buy an ice cream with the Liberty Dollar and then try to spout off about monetary policy to them. You just want to give them the 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 uh, the silver and then let them learn on their own. We got to go to one more phone call here. Let's talk to Kevin in Oregon. Kevin, you're on the line with Bernard von Nothaus, the man behind the Liberty Dollar. Evening, gentlemen. Hey, Kevin. Good evening. Kevin, what's happening? Bernard, a uh, quick question. Uh, uh, thoughts and prayers in your direction, by the way, sir. Um, I'm just curious to know how the government officials treated you and what kept you from not opening the safe. And I also have a follow-up question. Well, we did open the safe, and I wasn't there, so I was treated fine. All I did was call in and answer the uh, uh, the FBI agents a couple questions and, and arrange to meet with him some point. Well, I'm just curious to know what the consequence would have been if had you refused to open the safe. Well, if we refused to open the safe, they would have brought in a safe cracker and they would have opened it. That's all. What do you yeah. do when you forget you your combination? You call a, you know, a safe guy and he'll open the safe. Well, I mean, it's it's the whole idea of of seizing property. Yes, but they had a search warrant signed by the judge, and they have guns. <laughs> right. You know, so, I mean, suppose, yeah. there's no point. I mean, there's no point in opposing this at that at that time. This this is why we're going to go to court. Right, to fight it out in the court, and uh, you're certainly going to have a lot of people backing you up, Bernard. Kevin, thanks for the call. Uh, I just have one wanna... more question, sir. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, it's about the Ron Paul dollars. I, I read somewhere that they arrived on Friday. Did you manage to ship any out on Monday and Tuesday before the Wednesday morning raid? They arrived very late on Friday, and uh, we org- the, the girls there at the office spent all day Monday organizing to make the first shipment out on Tuesday. First shipment went out on Tuesday. Maybe 3,500 Ron Pauls went out, and uh, then the feds arrived very early, even before we opened on Wednesday. So some people are going to get them. Some people are going to be high and dry. All right, Kevin, thanks for the call. One more uh, point here, Bernard, before we let you go. You are, just to reiterate, going to be speaking, providing you're not in a jail cell, at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum coming up January 3rd through the 6th in uh, in Nashua, New Hampshire. Details on that if people want to go get signed up, because the hotel rooms are going to be selling out soon uh, at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Of course, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, so we highly recommend people come out for this. It's not just going to be you, Bernard. There's going to be a whole bunch of great libertarian, uh, liberty-oriented luminaries there speaking, and uh, and uh, just a. Were you there? You weren't there last year at the Liberty Forum. You were at the Pork Fest, right? Uh, right. I went to the Pork Fest. I'm, listen, it's uh, it's 
unusual for me to venture that far north in the winter. <laughs> well, I can tell you it'll be worth the trip. Uh, the, you, you met some of the great people at Pork Fest. It's an amazing event, the Liberty Forum. Again, hundreds of people, liberty-oriented people, all in the same place, in the same hotel, uh, You know, talking with each other, brainstorming, having a good time, enjoying themselves. And, Bernard, you're going to be there. Uh, I don't know, you're going to be there for just one day, or are you staying for the whole thing? Actually, I'm going to do the whole thing because I changed my schedule. When I saw how many speakers there were and who was speaking, I thought that, damn it, I'd like to be there, yeah. so I am. It's an exciting cool. event. We look forward to seeing you then, Bernard. Keep up the good work, and, of course, we'll keep our listeners informed as uh, more develops with your case. Have a great night, sir. Thanks for coming on Free Talk Live again. Thank you very much, guys. Let's change our ads to reflect the new reality. Yes, okay? we're working on that, and Mark will call you about that. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch in hour number two of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us again, freetalklive.com. Let's go right into the phone calls to start things out. Paula has been waiting patiently in Florida. Hello, Paula. Yeah, hi, hon. I've been on the phone all day about this, and uh, the reps are furious. About what? About what? About what's going on. With what? With the Liberty Dollar? Furious. Anyway, everybody's been told. Paula, wait. What's going on with what? With the coins. Okay, the Liberty Dollar, which aren't coins. That's a government term. Liberty Dollars are silver pieces. (laughs) Well, anyway, they were told to call their state attorney's office, the ones that sent money in, you know, Mm -hmm. to get the coins, and and they just took off with it. They said to call their state attorney's office. Very good. Okay. Is that all you had, uh, Paula? Anything well, else? Uh, I, I called uh, my cousin Jim about it. Let him know. You know. And I didn't you know gotta call cousin Jim. It. I mean, you can't leave him out. Now, here's a question, Julia. You had a question about uh, Paula's family, didn't you? Right, Paula. You call in so much. I feel almost like I I know you a little bit. And She's I've, a celebrity. I know. I've always wondered. Do you have children? Yes. Uh huh. How many? I have four. Four kids. Wow. Good heavens. Are they boy, uh, boys, girls? What's the mix? Three boys and a girl. Excellent. How? What are their ages? Oh, they're all grown. They're mm-hmm. in the thirties. They coming uh, coming back there to Florida to visit, or did you uh, did you oh, move they to, live Florida? Here in Florida. to Florida? What's that? They live here in Florida. They live here in Florida. So are you from Florida? Yeah. Oh, excellent. But anyway, we got a hold of all the reps. I mean, they were furious when they heard about this. Thank I bet you. they were. Very good, Paula. Yeah. And, and then, they you know, got on it right away. It's important. To, I guess that could you know be helpful, but really the, what's most helpful, um, if you were just, you know, if you listened to the first hour, if you missed it, we had Bernard von Nothaus on from the Liberty Dollar following up on the raid Calvary, from earlier yeah. this week. And yeah. uh, really what would help the most is to go to libertydollar.org and oh, yeah. get signed up for yeah. the class action lawsuit. Exactly. Paula, thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. And once he gets the contribute link up, which we will let you know, Mark, you're going to have uh, be in touch with Bernard and mm-hmm. uh, we'll let you. You know, as soon as that's available, all he's asking for is ten bucks. Right, he's got it from me. I I, I would encourage everyone to yeah. get involved. She sure is dedicated, Paula. Paula, <laughs> Paula. she's a de- dedicated. <laughs> Paula is a dedicated caller. Is that your uh, New yeah, England I accent? I can hear. <laughs> All right, 800-259-9231. Speaking of New England and in a related story to this uh, Liberty Dollar situation, yesterday or uh, Wednesday, the Liberty Dollar Home Office was raided. They confiscated all their product, all the gold and silver, and froze their bank accounts. 
And in a related story, the New Hampshire Union leader reporting that in Concord, New Hampshire, federal law enforcement officials want to seize the home, bank accounts, and automobile of the owner of three smoke shops in Manchester, Nashua, and Salem. Smoke shops like... Um, head shops or head, smoke shops? Yeah, or like oh, cigar that's usually shops. What it, that's usually what smoke shop means, oh. but yes, yeah, uh, like a head shop. Okay. So uh, so apparently... When both, did head shops become illegal? Oh, you didn't know? They, they harass head shop owners. Uh, I know they constantly. harass them, but... Well, let's see what their excuse is here. The U.S. Attorney's Office Civil Division alleges that it's real civil to uh, threaten people for doing a voluntary business. Anyway, they're alleging the three Good Times Smoke Shop and Emporium stores sold illegal drug paraphernalia, and the owner illegally laundered money from the sales by purchasing a new Nissan Quest and a residence at That's laundering Court. <laughs> yeah, how is that laundering? I mean, he, it's not like he's doing underground business. He's out there in the open with a storefront. So you are not allowed to buy a car if you're in that Apparently business? not. Yeah, that's laundering. Yep. In a, how, uh, does he get, how is he supposed to get around? <laughs> I need a car to get around. supposed to hitch a ride, see? Apparently. <laughs> in a complaint for a forfeiture dated uh, October, uh, October 3rd and filed in U.S. District Court in Concord, the attorney's office lists items seized and raids in February on the stores by the DEA, as well as $2,000 in cash seized at the Salem store. Among the items confiscated as drug paraphernalia were numerous pipes, bongs, grinders, scales, and false bottom cans. Assistant U.S. Attorney Robert Raybuck said a filing period is currently in effect for anyone with a claim on the property belonging to Shea Beaumont, and in the case of the residents, Michelle Bennett as well. If a claim is filed, the answer has to be fu- uh, filed within the next 20 days. What, what does that mean? Like somebody else, I guess the, the feds are taking their property, and so the feds are saying, hey, just to let you know, if you have a claim on the, if you if this is your property and we've taken it, you've now got 20 days to, to let us know, otherwise we're going to keep it. That, is that what I'm reading? Am I reading that correctly? I guess. I, I, I guess I don't know. Well, think about it. I mean, if the feds come in and raid your house tonight, Mark, and yeah. they take all your stuff and you had something of mine there. Oh, I see. They would have to give me the opportunity to get that back. Makes sense. And so that's what they're saying. Is, okay, gotcha. if you if this was your stuff, you need to let us know, and you've Otherwise, got 20 days, <laughs> because, you know, everybody reads the newspaper, right? Everybody would become aware that the feds are giving you 20 days to get your... Oh, wait, no. Hardly anybody read the papers anymore. So most people, especially people that go and buy things from smoke yeah. shops and... I would say younger generations, not that... I would say that's the primary customer for that is young tends to be younger the smoke shops. younger people and younger people they don't read newspapers right yeah, so they don't so you know oh well I guess you're just SOL if you didn't get their public notice about their little uh, window assistant uh, excuse me the filing would trigger a court proceeding uh, the DEA began investigating the stores and their owner Beaumont in 2005 after entering the Salem store and observing quote numerous glass and electric pipes and electric scales. Uh, unquote, for sale, but no tobacco products, according to the complaint. S- I didn't know that was a requirement. I-, I thought that uh, I thought that if you were running a head shop, that you just couldn't tell anybody it was for smoking marijuana. I actually was sort of um, friendly. I-, I worked at a restaurant. I used to wait on this man who owned a smoke shop down in Florida, and he told me that he did not have anything with a marijuana leaf on it right. in his store, would not allow it, and you couldn't say the word bong or whatever because Correct. that was where the, I guess that was illegal. Once he could prove that it was only for tobacco because he had nothing in his store that was pot-related at all. 
But now they're saying that you have to actually sell tobacco in the store in order to, what, make it look like it's more yeah. legitimate? I mean, this is just nuts. Stupid. According to the complaint, uh, this you're going to love this one. Uh-huh. According to the complaint, the only products... Only products that were primarily intended or designed for use in injecting, ingesting, inhaling, or otherwise introducing marijuana and injecting other controlled substances marijuana? into the, the human body. Injects marijuana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how out of touch these people are. The, uh, they have no idea what they're talking uh, this about. This is like this is just stunning to me. Look, if you were to ever even try to put <laughs> plant material mm. in a syringe. And inject that into your veins. It's going to go poorly for it's you. It's going to work <laughs> once. <laughs> you're going to get it. You know, you're going to get high one last time if you even <laughs> if you even make it to that point. Yeah, that's I mean, not a good idea. Never Don't. in the history in the history of marijuana consumption has anyone ever injected it into their veins. Yeah. Kids don't try that at home. But it really just goes to show. Now, this was not the quote. This wasn't the guy that wrote the article. Now he deserves some blame for including that quote. Uh, but this was the quote from the DEA's paperwork, okay? So it was the DEA that was trying to make... Their, what they're trying to do is demonize marijuana right. users. They're trying to make it look like marijuana users are strung Injecting out heroin junkies. <laughs> right. And it's just not true. No. Going on, similar observations were made by agents at the other stores. Again, there are three stores in question here. In 2005, federal agents tracked Beaumont's personal and business bank accounts with uh, his banks. According with the, according to the agents, money from the sale of the drug paraphernalia was traced to the purchase of the car and the residence Beaumont shared with Bennett. According to court records, more than $20,000 in cash was seized from his bank accounts. And the automobile was seized on November 1st. The complaint states the residence doesn't have to be seized at this time, but the property needs to be entered to conduct an inventory and appraisal before it is seized. So, for the. Because this guy decided to do marijuana um, smokers and other smokers uh, the favor of offering these products, which are legal products to sell in the marketplace, at a storefront, a legitimate business you could walk into, because he put his money, he he took his hard-earned savings and put it on the line, and maybe some money some investors as well, and took this risk, here's his reward. He's now going to lose his car, his home, his savings, his bank accounts, and all his inventory. It, and, and it's just proof that i mean they're just making things up with this guy because um you know they're, they're saying that because money he, laundering mundry, money laundering he bought a car with the money he made um you know at his business well that's right. what every business person does they yeah. have to have a car especially Ludicrous. in new hampshire right it's like you know did this guy just open his business last month and rake in twenty thousand dollars in profit and then go buy a house and car no he's not making a whole lot of money they only seized two grand from the store only twenty thousand dollars in his bank account he hasn't been laundering money he's got next to nothing his margins can't be that big it's a retail business how much can you mark up a bowl more on the way 800-259-9231 your thoughts on this or whatever's on your mind this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, uh, there's all kinds of ways to do that. One of them 
is to go shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So just head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Get your shopping done. Whatever you need to buy, they've got it. 41 categories of products, new and used. Free Talk Live gets a cut when you start your experience at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. I just uh, talked to Savvy Rest today, and I want to thank everybody, the, the, the amazing amount of people that have gone and purchased uh, Savvy Rest uh, mattresses because of Free Talk Live. Really? Thank you. Wow, that's fantastic. They're yeah, I, really comfortable. They yeah. really are. I've been enjoying mine. Uh, 800-259-9231, talking about a pretty outrageous story that could have happened in any town USA. In this case, it happened here in our very own New Hampshire. Uh, the union leader reporting that the federal government, the DEA, has come in and cracked down on a hardworking store owner. No, that's right. They haven't bothered to go and bust any of, apparently, according, I'm reading some of the comments here, apparently there are drug dealers that are selling drugs openly on the west side of Manchester, <laughs> like everybody knows it that lives there. So apparently the DEA, you know, too hard to go and investigate all those drug dealers. Let's go after the guy who's selling the water pipes instead. I mean, we know where he's right. doing business. He, he's not going to move around and not going to give us any problems. He just wants to run a business, so... It's yeah. outrageous it's, is it's, what it is. It's sad. Yeah, it really is. And uh, by the way, um, the vast majority of the comments here on the Union Leader article are in our uh, – they're in favor of our side, in favor of ending this insane war on drugs because that is what needs to happen. Mm. I, I don't want to make – I don't want to confuse anybody. I don't actually want the DEA to go and bust the dealers either. I was just pointing out that the DEA is a bunch of lazy bureaucrats. You know, they're supposed to be going out and uh, cracking down on drugs, but they're not. They're cracking down on a – you know – Head shop owner instead. I, I always wonder what people that do this for a living, like the DEA thugs, what do they, how can you come home and live a normal life? Well, today, honey, to I, yourself. I cracked in the the door of some criminal and I mean, what could you, how could you defend that? Especially if they have smoked marijuana. That just, that's what baffles the yeah, crap out of me. Yeah. Most of them? Probably have. You know, and, and Clinton, you remember, he was the president. I mean, he supported all this crap, and but he'd smoked marijuana, admitted it. Well, you know, what is a George, common... George Bush was a cokehead, wasn't he? Well, what does I a mean, common street thug think when he comes home after, you know, robbing a few people at gunpoint? I mean, you know, what do they think to themselves? Well, he thinks he did, he did what he had to do. Well, I want to know how many of these people actually think that they're doing something good, and how many of them know that they are thugs and they are stealing from people, and... It, I mean, I wonder what the ratio is there. It's a great question. In fact, uh, Dave Ridley from the Ridley Report at RidleyReport.com was recently at um, a meeting with some uh, bureaucrats here in Keene, and he asked one of the enforcers uh, who was there. It was, it was like a um, it was it was a meeting about property taxes, and he asked one of the enforcers about the view tax which is something that essentially what goes on here in New Hampshire is if you've got a pretty view, your property gets valued at a higher rate, and so you have to pay more in taxes because you've got a nice view. And so he asked him, you know, well, morally, do you have any moral qualms, basically, about enforcing this on people, essentially? And the guy didn't want to answer the question. 
He just just conveniently decided to not answer that question. That's mm. pretty typical of them. Right. We just so. watched that, that. I saw that clip of Mitt Romney. Ex- oh, my gosh. That, what a jerk. Even if I didn't. What was the clip? Well, it was him, a guy in a wheelchair, obviously, I think, at least, telling Muscular the truth. Muscular dystrophy, I yeah, believe. He was asking if Mitt Romney would arrest him, have him arrested. And Mitt Romney wouldn't answer the question. He said, well, I don't believe in medical marijuana. And he turned away. And the guy in the wheelchair was saying, excuse me, excuse me, I just want to know if you'd arrest me. And he just kept walking. Right. I really don't care whether or not you believe in anything. Yeah. I want to know whether or not you're going to put me in jail for yeah. using that. That was the uh, Granite Staters. Granite for, Staters uh, for medical what marijuana. What a jerk. Yeah. Even if I didn't believe, even if I thought medical marijuana was a terrible thing, I would still think Mitt Romney was a jerk for not answering his question well i don't know about that julia because you don't really think that way and you you obviously know the guy's a jerk if you were a drug warrior you would think that scummy guy in the wheelchair how dare he how dare he ask you that question just the way that he interacted with the guy bothered me because very rude and he was on camera and he knew he was on camera and then the cameraman as he was turning away from the the crippled man in the wheelchair uh the cameraman called him out and said, uh, excuse me, Mr. Romney, you didn't answer that man's question. Were you going to answer his question? <laughs> and Romney looked at the cameraman as he was turning away, and he said, I spoke with the man. Yeah. And turn, you know, turned away and you know, went on to schmooze. Yeah. It was just absolutely despicable. So that's what we're dealing with. We're How dealing can you with, look at yourself in the mirror I at don't night? know. I, and we'll never get them to answer that question, Julia. All we can do is sit here and speculate about it because these drug warriors, they don't want to come on and defend themselves. They, don't want, they, they refuse to defend the status quo. What a pathetic, scummy position. Yeah, they are pathetic and scummy. They're the lowest of the lows. Drug dealers are more honorable than these thugs in the DEA. And that's not saying much. No, it's not saying much. <laughs> One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Again, uh, some stores, uh, some head shops. Three of them. I mean, the guys. You don't start up by opening three head shops. You start by opening one head shop, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you have some success. We decide, hey, this is working. Let's try it in the next town over. As I understand it, it's a pretty tough business to start up a head shop. That's anything, tough. Any retail yeah, business. Yeah, yeah anything any, any where you have to buy tough. inventory because if you right. don't. Succeed, then you just have a bunch of water. Pipes. Yeah, you get a bunch of pipes. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. So obviously, I suppose you can go to the uh, the flea market and try to unload them. Obviously, the guy's business is working. He expanded. He opened two new stores, which of course means that's uh, three times the booty for the the DEA to come and steal from people. And I just find it absolutely sad. Uh, the, the war on drugs needs to end because we need to stop putting our friends and family members and apparently business partners in jail uh, because they've decided they would like to recreate with something besides alcohol or cigarettes. Which, or t- you know, or caffeine. I mean, if you compare marijuana to uh, alcohol, you'll you'll find that it's 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 far superior for as a mind altering substance. It's safer and in that it's superior in that way. It's it's safer. Mm-hmm. You can't poison yourself with marijuana. So people don't become as violent on marijuana. Right. And and really the violence is coming from the government. <laughs> These go- government goons, DEA thugs come in kicking in businesses doors, stealing people's houses and cars from them, and then you've got to go and prove yourself innocent in order to get them back? That's how it works. It's called asset forfeiture. If they see something of yours that they want, all they have to do, let's say they want your car. All they have to do is pull you over, plant a little bit of marijuana or crack cocaine in the back seat, say, huh, what's this? And then they get to take your car from you. Mm. In fact, in many cases, they don't even really have to have any evidence. They can just accuse you of, of selling drugs. And, and that very scenario has taken place. We've, they've proven it. 
Yeah. They just accuse somebody of selling drugs, and then they get to take their house. Can you believe this? I mean, this is what their is renter, happening. Their renter is accused, and they take That's the house. That's happened, too. Yeah. The landlord gets his house taken. He didn't even know what was going on. And so you're supposed to know what your renters are doing? How can you control and them? And we're not even, like, you have renters on the other side. You're not legally allowed to go in their house without Not without 24 hours know? notice. Not without notice. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. How do you feel about these DEA raids or whatever you want to bring up goes? This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those. And those features include the wiki, over 1,450 pages, created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. The new Zero Blaster shoots smoke rings 12 feet with a blue LED light to light them up. You can get the Zero Blaster, a Mega Blaster, or a Mini Blaster. Get your blaster at ZeroToys.com. That's ZeroToys.com. Which was just playing with mine during the break. 800-259-9231. Let's go right into the phone calls here. I know, my, uh, Mark, you had an email about immigration. Hopefully we'll get to that. But first, let's talk to Mike in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Mike, on the amp line. Hey, guys. I had a, uh, one comment and a concern. One of them, I'm just completely disgusted with what's happened with the Liberty Dollar. Mm. I feel like my line in the sand has been crossed. Excellent. I hope you're not the only one. Uh, of course, you're referring to the Liberty Dollar, a uh, great alternative private currency, an alternative to the U.S. dollar. They had their offices raided and all of their inventory, their vaults uh, stolen from by the federal government. They took everything. What I've decided to do about it is uh, my wife and I have signed up to uh, uh, come out for the uh, – Liberty Forum in January. Excellent. Where her and I, along with my four children, will be signing up for the Free State Project. Wow, that's with great. My family from Illinois to New Hampshire. Congratulations, sir. That's uh, that's a big move. It's a uh, big commitment. And this was the event that that pushed you over the edge, huh? The the Liberty Dollar being raided. Well, it, it was it, a lot of the excitement with the Ron Paul campaign. But when I heard about this yesterday, I, I, I guess you could say, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Super. So what uh, else did you have on your mind? The concern that I have about it, though, is that uh, in light of what happened with the Liberty Dollar, I don't know if they're going to start going after the, uh, I forget what the term is, the dealers of the Liberty Dollar. Yeah, the, the RCOs, the, uh, the sort of distributors, the upper-level distributors. Yeah, I guess I look at that as a list now of, of people that the government has now to go after. And who, oh, they got all kinds of lists. Why shouldn't I be afraid... Uh, after I sign up for the Free State Project, now they can get that list to use for whatever purpose they want to keep an eye on me. I mean, is there as a Free State Project people, uh, do they address those kind of concerns? Well, first off, um, I'd like to point out that you are a Free Talk Live amplifier, which means you're on our list. Um, and <laughs> yep, secondly, um, you know, it's a concern. It's it's a concern that a lot of people have. 
And I'm sure there are a number of people that have moved to New Hampshire or will move to New Hampshire without ever signing up for the Free State Project simply because of that concern. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I'm not too worried. You know, uh, what I do is out in the open. I'm a, I'm a publicly known activist. Um, it doesn't b- bother me. I'm not afraid of these people anymore. I mean, at one time in my life, I was afraid of the, the federal government. At this point, no, they're just a, a gang and they I'm, need to be I'm still resisted. afraid of the federal government. They're quite scary. Well, you know what? They're out there, and when, if they want you there's nothing really that much that you can do to stop them from coming after you i mean here's another thing you have to ask yourself um mike is that if you're going to join the free state project and move to new hampshire relatively soon presumably you're going to be active in some way and that may involve uh, meeting up with other activists in public which means that you know if you go to um here in Keene, we have social sundays where people go and get together and hang out and uh, they've got taproom tuesdays over in manchester for instance and you know there's certainly a chance that the feds could send some sort of uh, agent provocateur in there and take notes and take names and follow people home i mean you could go you could go off the deep end with paranoia if you want to but really i mean the uh, the question is what can they do to you for being a member of the free state project oh well i'm i just wanted to point out real quick i'm still a, i'm a member of the free state project I just wanted to make it clear that I would be lying if I said that I wasn't afraid of the federal sure, government. Sure, sure, I understand. Mike, your thoughts? Well, so I, I guess if my name's already on some list, it's too late anyways, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you, see, you might as well go all out. You and know? I've never seen anything like what the concerns are of uh, the, federal, the federal government coming in and, and going after us or anything like that. I've never seen anything like that. We're, we, we are so open and exposed um, that... They don't have to try to infiltrate and, and get people. You know, we're we're on the on the television here. We're on the radio. Right. We're, we claim to be Free State Project members. And so the more people that come, fear. the more people that come here, the safer everybody is. Because if they do go after somebody, then they know by now, after arresting Lauren Canario, for instance, that people rally behind them. That uh, arresting a Free State Project member means that uh, there's going to be people calling their offices and uh, you know sending them emails and asking them a bunch of questions, getting them on camera, that sort of thing, and this is in a you know level of attention they're not really particularly looking for. The one example of a free stater that has been investigated by the federal government, there has been an example, and it was a guy that was uh, making what were perceived as violent sort of threats on the internet. Um, they did go ahead and look into him, but even in that particular case, again, a number of people rallied didn't, behind him. Didn't and they chicken out? In coming to meet him? Yes, they did back down. Uh, I don't believe anything has come from that. Um, and, and again, you know, a bunch of people came behind this guy and said, look, he's, he may be a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit kooky. We might not necessarily agree with his viewpoint, but we don't think that he's going to be violent and we don't think he was actually, um, he didn't overtly necessarily threaten anything, but hasn't he hurt anybody. was sort of coming close. To, he was sort of skirting the violence issue. So if you aren't coming here to, you know, stir up a, a, a bunch of violence, I don't really see what they could go after you for. I mean, think about with the Liberty Dollar. They went after them because there's gold and silver there. Same thing with the, the marijuana distributorships uh, the, out in California. There's marijuana and there's cash. Uh, with the, uh, the, the guy that ran, runs the head shop, there's cash. There's product that they can confiscate. You know, with individuals, there's, you know, there's just not as much interest necessarily. Unless you've got a bank account with $500,000 sitting in it, you know, then they might target you. All right. Well, yeah, our concerns that we had regarding that, they're not going to prevent us from signing up for it. I just uh, appreciate your input on it. Very good, Mike. Any other thoughts? Oh, no, not tonight. Thanks. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. You know, it's something that is a, it's a legitimate concern. Yeah, people I mean, are concerned with it. Right. I mean, a lot of the people that are joining the Free State Project, like Mike there, he's uh, had a line that was crossed. 
You know, he got pushed over that line. He's probably never even been an activist up until now. So this is a new world for him. Um, stepping out and, and making his viewpoint known can feel like a dangerous thing. I mean, in these revolutionary times, in a time where the government is so oppressive and so dangerous and so threatening to liberty, I understand the fear. I understand it completely. I empathize with it, but I have to encourage those of you who are fearing the federal government, please take that fear and just put it aside and move ahead with your lives, move ahead with your activism, and do what you're going to do. Because nothing was ever accomplished by cowering in a corner somewhere. See, I never felt oppressed in any way. I didn't feel like the government was oppressive for me in my life. It's just that doing uh, a radio show where we talk about current events on a regular basis and take them from a liberty mindset... I get to see a great deal of the incidents, that, uh, the oppression that the government you know, just puts on different people in different mm-hmm. places. And I understand that if I didn't stand up and do something about the government and what it was doing just here and there to – it doesn't matter. You know, some people that were selling gold and silver, some people that are selling you – know, smoking marijuana because of their medical conditions, mm-hmm. some people that uh, happen to be in the wrong place and the, uh, be the wrong color and some cops kick their heads in. If I didn't – do something about those people that at some point they were going to come after me. Sure. Absolutely right. And so, again, I encourage people to just put their fears aside and move ahead with the activism. Because look at the difference between where we are now and what happened to the last revolution. You know, the last revolution, violent, dangerous. The people, the revolutionaries, the, the guys, they laid, it, they laid it all on the line. They sure did. Uh, their properties could have been torched. Many of them were. Their lives could their have lives, been ended. Their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor. Right. I mean, they put it all on the line. All we really have to do is move to New Hampshire and hang out with our friends and go and get active and, and do things, draw attention to ourselves. If one of us uh, gets an undue amount of attention from the federal government or state government or whoever, then we don't, we're not out in the wilderness. You know, we're not out in the woods on a hundred acres somewhere. <laughs> this isn't Valley Forge. Right. It's, we have heaters. All by ourselves, you know, with nobody around, you can't... You can't pick up a. You couldn't pick up a phone in the 1700s. Now you've got phone. You've got internet. You've got the radio. You've got all kinds of ways to bring people, uh, uh, bring people's attention to your plight. Should you encounter some plight, but I think that the more people come here, the less likely they are to make a move. So hopefully you'll agree with me. 800-259-9231, Because now is the time to make a stand for liberty. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, it's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, and those features include the live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Let's go right into the phone calls here. Talk to Matthew in California. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Good what's on your mind, Matthew? Um, not too much. I wanted to state that um, a lot of the debates that I hear between uh, the, the host and the show are between a very strict, um, ethically driven, I won't say the other side is unethical, but you understand <laughs> what does. I'm saying. Um, well, I'm sure he does. But 
it's between these two points of view that when you break them right down are both bound at least to some extent by morality and i'd also like to point out that there are a lot of people in the liberty movement who don't like the idea of having to bow a knee to anybody but to, to have to what i'm sorry bow a knee to bow, bow a on... knee to any okay uh, gotcha uh yeah but uh who are utilitarians like me who are not constrained by those same methods and i think that that might be a side that hasn't been fully explored because i understand that people like ian and mark won't do certain things or won't go to a certain level um because they've either agreed to do so through um the non-violent um or non-initiation force and whatnot but i personally have no problem initiating force on people but by the same token... And I'm also, sorry, you call yourself a libertarian? No, a utilitarian. Oh, okay. I thought you said you were part of the liberty movement. Uh, I am, but... How is that exactly? Benefits, because it benefits me. And why I is gain that? More benefits, I gain more benefits by everyone being free than by everyone being enslaved by the federal government. Okay, so. that's true. It's certainly a utilitarian uh, approach. Give me some examples of some areas where you would have no qualms initiating force on people. Um, if it came down to a situation to where force was involved, let's say uh, the peaceful methodology that's being proposed, which I agree with because it's simply... It works. Um, it, it's a better system than violence. It may not be quicker, but it's certainly less messy. Mm -hmm. um, if it came down to that, uh, I wouldn't be constrained by ethical behavior. You're talking about so in regards to the government, though. Now, one could make the argument that uh, that the government has already initiated the force, so therefore any retaliation, then, then therefore it would simply be retaliatory force, not initiated force. I suppose, but again, I, that's a debate I don't need to have. I right, and because I'm with you, because we've already, you know, we certainly discussed it to death on this show that violence uh, doesn't uh, usually bring about the ends that you're looking for. In fact, what it will bring about is uh, more violence and uh, escalation. Right. The government knows how to deal with violence. Yeah, so I'm, 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 in, I'm in agreement with you, and I just wanted to clarify how one might justify, one who only believed in defensive force might justify that sort of violence. And I, I agree, and I understand that. And like I said, it's it's maybe splitting hairs, but I think it's important to realize that there are people out there that under no circumstances are bound in ethical manners. And, you know, it may sound, make me sound like a bad guy, and maybe I am to that extent, but um, when it comes to morality, the reason I treat others well isn't because I think I should. It's because it's the most efficient way for me to get through life with the fewest problems. You know, I think that to some extent that that's, that's the way it is for me, too. Well, that's why most people I've, do it. I've learned that, um, you know, trying to force people to do things doesn't work. Being manipulative doesn't work. Um, it often backfires, those kind of things. So I, I think that I right. may be um, in your corner on this. Well, that's in my opinion, that's yeah. the reason why it's wrong to do those things, because it throws a wrench into everything. I mean, there are, there are reasons behind the morality issue, and I think that's, that's what it is. And and because I personally wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. I don't like being forced, so why would that's I? That's the moral aspect. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Well, that's rational uh, as well. It's not just uh, moral. It's just right. a matter of, uh, you know, don't harm me, I won't harm you. I don't know if that's necessarily moral. I think it's just the right thing to do. And the right thing to do is a moral position. Uh, the reason I don't harm people is because 
I realize that in the current situation I'm in, the likelihood of that not coming back to harm me directly is minute. Right. If I do something to someone else, I will be punished for it. Now, that might right. and that's the reason that why that's the reason why it's the right thing to do because you're going to suffer some nasty consequences if you behave in any other fashion. Agreed, but I guess the point I was trying to make uh, at that time to Julia was that it has nothing to do with it's because I don't want it done to me. It's only because it will be done to me. If there was a situation to where it was advanta- more advantageous to me to do something terrible to someone else than it was uh, disastrous to me, I would do that. Not because, uh, you know, I want to hurt people, but mm-hmm. simply because... You know, when You're a I utilitarian. Pros and cons. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, You've made your position so, clear. Any other thoughts? Uh, I really enjoy the message you guys put out, and um, I agree at least with the ends that you propose. So Thank you, I'm Matthew. You to the end. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Hey, he's on our side. Yeah. We're going in the same direction. And he sees the uh, he sees the logic in it all. Julia? Oh, I guess I'm just a little confused about the... Uh, like I would hurt somebody maybe if I was gonna get. Well, I would. I just have no desire to hurt people. I. I don't know. I, I don't know if he was saying he had a desire no, to I, do I it. No, I understand that. He but. was just saying that if the opportunity came up, perhaps if he could, I don't know, just to create a little scenario, take out a few bureaucrats without anybody ever knowing about it, he might do it. I, on the other hand, would not no, because I uh, it's just repugnant to me. I, I mean, I would rather help those people understand that what they're doing is is wrong, and and uh, help them understand that taking things from people without their permission is theft, and that's not very nice. And uh, we should we should move in a more voluntary direction. Sometimes I get upset enough to to understand. Oh, um, I totally understand. Like that, with this uh, poor guy getting his head shops raided, that makes me. I mean, in my uh, on the inside, it makes me feel like doing something awful, but I wouldn't do it. It's just not going to work. I mean, it it you know, won't. If, if, you, if you evaluate it, generally it's just not going to be of any benefit. All right, and that's what he was doing as a utilitarian. And the definition of a utilitarian is somebody that does what uh, will result in the most good, right? right. That's, for, them, that's for them. For them or whoever they're looking to do well, good for. Right. Isn't that basically the – I mean, that's one of the most basic principles in life. If If you want to get – basically you have to please others and in, in return you will get what you want. Yep, that's why um, sure Ian and my philosophies tend to, to uh, intersect so well is because I'm really about utilitarianism and trying to make things work, and you know, small government works for that. Ian's for almost no government at all, but the the parts that he wants to get rid of, you know, they're they're more about force and that kind of thing. So you know, it, it corresponds very well. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Jeff in Reno. You're on Free Talk Live, Jeff. Yeah, you guys were talking about the DEA a little bit earlier, and you know, I just want to know what's what's the uh, DEA smoking? What kind of pills are they taking? You know, not only that, what are they injecting? No, no. Let me let me make a point here, guys. Uh, not only that, what is state and federal prosecutors? What what are they smoking, and what kind of pills are they taking? Let me let me point something out to you guys. There's a law. It's a federal statute, a federal law, and most state and federal prosecutors, okay. There's usually more than one drug defendant, and what happens is is usually they get another guy to testify against another guy to get a reduced sentence or mm-hmm. even immunity for that matter. 
And there's a federal statute that state and federal prosecutors violate on a daily basis. And it's not only the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals has already ruled that this is not only un- unlawful but inadmissible in court, their testimony, hmm. and they've already ruled, plus the misconduct, the, the prosecutor can actually receive two years in prison for doing this. And the law is Title 18, United States Code, Section 201, C2. I'm how sure do, everybody's do, got the, their pencils out. How, that how do down. we get to uh, get them to obey these laws? You can't. Uh, well, they violate this law on a daily basis. That is state and federal sure. prosecutors, the DEA, and it's not just this is not this law is just not related to drug cases, but it's also related across the board to other crimes, and they violate that law every day. Uh, hey, what's new? I mean, they violate all kinds of laws every single day, and there's not much we can really do about it. Now, is this DJ Blaze? Uh, yes, it is. I haven't called in quite some time. You We've said, missed you. You said you'd given up on Free Talk Live, that you'd thrown <laughs> oh, in the no. towel. You're too good of a caller to go away for too long. Hey, guys, you can do a simple Google search and type in Renegade Movement to, to check out that law I'm talking about. It's at the top. It's a very new link that I posted. And just do a simple Google search and type in Renegade Movement. All right, DJ Blaze. Uh, DJ Blaze. I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Thanks for the call. Our number three is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. They never stay away for long. Like yeah, they say they're going to go. It's like a drug that free talk always live. come back for more. <laughs> Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. As we launch in hour number three, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Yet again, freetalklive.com. All right, lots to talk about here. Julia, back with us. Been out for a couple weeks doing her thing, getting promoted at work and running for office. Uh, we, of course, that was the last thing I think we talked about with you, or at least uh, you were in the middle of running for office the last time you were on the show. Since then, the election has happened. We, of course, talked about the results without you being here. And I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add or anything you wanted to talk about, maybe share um, your thoughts on the campaign. For those that don't know, you ran for city council. Here in Keene, New Hampshire. Right. Against, against. it's funny because at work now, people are starting to talk about my council run. People that didn't bring it up at all while I was actually running mm-hmm. have started asking me questions. Regular customers, very friendly with me. And they said, man, when I saw who you were up against, I, I felt bad for you because Kendall Lane, who is my opponent, has been in this city for years decades and is very well known. Right, and you've been here a year. So the fact that I got 25% of the vote against Almost, this guy... Almost, yeah, 22%. Yeah. 22 it is really an accomplishment. It absolutely was. Um, you know, not just the fact that uh, you've been here for only a year. Also, you're I'm 22. Outed, you're, you're a free state project yeah. member, which sort of has a little bit of baggage to come right. along with it. Um, and uh, you're you're a radical. I mean, you believe in real freedom. You're the only candidate that signed the small government pledge, which, by the way, any candidate can sign. You go to the Center for Small Government online. It's I think it's 
CenterForSmallGovernment.com. That's where you can sign that small government pledge. So if you're running a, a candidate, if you're running a campaign out in California or Hawaii or wherever you're listening to this show, consider having your candidate uh, sign this. Or right. Cons- you can you can send it in to them and ask them, will you sign this? And uh, they'll likely say no. Yeah, right. Chances are good, but, but they've got all kinds of excuses. But, uh, usually, the, I because I, I did that. I called every single candidate in the area and I asked them, you know, will you sign this pledge? It essentially says, I'll vote small government every issue, every time, no excuses. And the excuse from the uh, the guys that were sort of small government minded was usually something like, "Well, uh, I don't know, no, I can if I can be tied down like that, you know, if something comes up and I, you know, I've got to vote uh, in favor of it, then I'm tied down and I can't have the blah blah blah." Now, Just couldn't you be a generally small government candidate but still, um, you know, vote for government to be smaller uh, from a net basis? Right. But you know, and still be within the the the, the confines of the small government. Uh, yes. What is it? A pledge. Yes. If you per, if you vote to bring the budget down overall, you could vote yes for something as long as it was as it was under the current budget. You just you don't increase the size. You don't I make government that, any bigger. I don't think Ian explained that entirely to all no. the candidates because I'm say, sure that some of them would have uh, been more likely to take it. If, I wasn't in the mood to yeah. uh, you know give them a, a really lengthy explanation. I just wanted to put it in front of them and see what they thought. So, after all that, uh, I feel pretty good. I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't win in a very small way, even though it would have felt really good to win. Um, I got a promotion unexpectedly sooner, and it came right smack dab in the middle of the a campaign, and mm-hmm. I really need to focus my efforts on work, so it was I was kind of balancing them. Um, and I still feel like, even though I didn't win, I mean, we got so much pro-liberty news coverage, front-page coverage. Um, and Kendall Lane, the only time he got mentioned in an article was about me. Yeah. Yeah, he was allowed to comment on the controversy that uh, was surrounding your campaign. So really, that's a great place to be at as far as if you're going to be running for office. And I'd like to suggest that anybody out there, I mean, there's... There's sort of two camps, and we talked about this earlier this week, those who are apolitical and those who are willing to engage in politics. I believe that, uh, that your campaign validated what I, th- what I think about politics. And I'm that an apolitical is, who's willing to participate in politics. Right, me too. I find it dis- disgusting and despicable yep. politics, but I also understand that a lot of people pay attention to it, especially those people in the news media. And simply by throwing your hat in the ring, you get press coverage. And let alone, I mean, if you're if you're worthy, if you're newsworthy, if you're doing things that are also worthy of covering, you're going to get more press coverage, which is what happened with your campaign. You got two front page articles uh, here. One of them was for you giving away your uh, your paychecks. Right. You were going to give away your city council paychecks to randomly chosen voters in your ward. Right. And the, before I got threatened. Right. The attorney general didn't like that, and so he threatened you with jail time, and that resulted in a front page article. The other one was... I don't, think, that, the blog. I don't the think the Attorney General would have had anything to say about this if it hadn't been for Julia's politics. I, I think, think you're this right. was I, entirely politically motivated. I agree. And I think well, remember, that, they was, you were snitched out. Yeah, I was snitched out, probably time, well, by my yeah. opponent or a friend of my opponent or somebody who does I, your not Your opponent like would, would have been a fool, and he is not, um, to yeah, snitch you out. I don't, I don't think it was him. But, you know, but it regardless, it was an anonymous coward, right. whoever it was, that brought all the Both heat. Both times. Right. Both times I was attacked by an anonymous coward. And they thought they were going to do some damage to you, but what they ended up doing was really giving you more attention. Now, one could make the argument that in the primary, 
you got oh, 150 votes, the other guy got 300 votes, I'm just roughly. And then in the general election, he ended up with over 600 votes, right. and you only gained like a dozen or so, so votes. So I kept my voters and added a few more. He doubled his, which means that, that my articles encouraged every single bureaucrat to go out and vote against That's right. what I think. Which is, which is fantastic, because there's... You know, it just first off, it shows they're scared. It, oh it, yeah. You know, oh yeah. I mean, in in this, it, it they at this point, the Free State Project hasn't even triggered yet. It's very new, and there's you know there's not that many Free State Project members here in Keene. Right. And th- this is this is the what they're able and, to rally. And the a four hundred what is it four hundred vote victory? Yeah. That's yeah, what they're that. able to rally. Right. Four hundred fifty votes. She would have won. <laughs> the Free Staters that were in Keene. They didn't. They didn't care about because it, it wasn't on their turf. The free. They were standing on the corner with signs. You know what I mean? Who cares about them? Mm-hmm. But I actually. The apolitical. Yeah, I started playing their game, and they did not like that. No, at they sure all. didn't. Some, and, and they have to be nice to me, or at least pretend to be nice to me. Yeah, that was sort of an interesting aspect. Was that uh, the, the sort of politics here in Keene, at least, are known for being clean. And so when all of a sudden this hit piece blog came out about Julia, and actually you were mentioned in the hit piece blog as well, Mark. I got uh, it. When that hit piece blog came out, uh, you know, they thought they were going to do some damage, but all the politicians had to really back away and say, oh, we think this is bad. We don't want this going on here in Keene. We, it, you know, she seems like a nice lady or whatever, and this yeah. shouldn't be happening. It became a safety net for me almost. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. And, yeah, I had pol- politicians when I went to the meetings and when we were um, at Election Day, when we were at the polls, politicians were coming up to me and introducing themselves to me and, and always just being friendly to me, which... I mean, one a bit of a surprise. Yeah, one lady said, "I don't believe in anything you do, or almost anything you do, but uh, I I think that you have the right to do what you're doing." Oh, so, that's nice. I yeah. didn't vote for you either. Yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of uh, liberty libertarian. You're not a libertarian party member. You're no. just a liberty oriented person. Uh, in fact, probably more so than a lot of libertarians. But I think that the the Libertarian Party and anybody out there with a liberty mindset that's that's considering getting involved in politics should really look closely at local elections because I think a lot of liberty people set their sights too high. I think they go, all right, I'm going to get elected to state house. No. Now, in, in New Hampshire, you can do that because in New Hampshire, there are 400 seats in the state house and each seat, you know, there's only a couple thousand people voting for that seat. So it's different here. But in many states, the districts are large. You've got a lot of ground to cover. It's going to be an expensive campaign. And yeah. when you're mixed in with all those other state house re- representatives, you know, 200, however many there are, 100 um, House members in your particular state, you're just a voice in the wilderness. You're as effective as Ron Paul was in the the House there, so in the United States House, and he wasn't terribly effective. Yep, I say start small, and which is exactly what we did. I mean, we spent seventy dollars, right. mm-hmm. and we really didn't put that much effort necessarily. Like we could have done, effort. yeah, we could have done, done a lot, lot more. more. But like I said, I was really focusing on my job. Yeah, it was it was experimental campaign. Exactly. You know, uh, it cost two bucks to register for the office. There were no sorts of uh, campaign reporting requirements or anything. They're, now Thank they're goodness. talking about doing that after you, after Julia gets into the race. I the really first, stirred things right, up. I think the first real small Changing government candidate. 
case of keen politics. Then they start talking about, oh, we need more reporting requirements. Yeah, we need to we need to stop other people from getting in and messing with our fun. Right. The fact is, we've got uh, some very interesting opportunities to do both kinds of activism here in New Hampshire, both political and apolitical. This is it's your campaign is one of the reasons why I haven't completely given up on politics. I don't think it's going to change. We the were country. definitely able to use it to our advantage. Absolutely. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. A uh, little update on the Ron Paul campaign in moments. Tree Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You know first if you're on the updates list. Updates.freetalklive.com. Perhaps you may own or know someone who has a company that is struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of collecting on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. We're still discussing Julia's uh, little run for office here in Keene, New Hampshire. Not because this is some local issue. It's because it's a, just, just a discussion about getting involved in the political system as a liberty-oriented person and the results that can come from it. Uh, I understand where the apoliticals come from in that uh, politics is despicable, it is disgusting, it is a nasty game, um, and I would rather not have to, anything to do with it myself. But at the same time... The truth is, they exist whether you like it or not, right. and these people are making decisions for you. So wouldn't you rather try to get in and make the decisions, or at least have somebody you know that agrees with you try to get in and stop these decisions, or at least... Especially somebody like you, who actually went above and beyond the average politician call of duty and signed a pledge that made it very clear that you had, uh, that you were not in any manner going to increase or keep the same size of government, that you are going to vote for smaller government every issue, every time, no excuses. That on its own is unprecedented, and I challenged our listeners the other day when we were discussing, Mark, uh, for a long time, hours on the show, the issue of voting and not voting and uh, political action versus apolitical action. And by the way, I'm in favor of both. I want to make it clear. I'm in favor, I think, the future of liberty lies in both areas of apolitical and political action. But... I challenged our listeners to come up with some sort of example of how your campaign, Julia, was not um, – I challenged them to come up with an example of how your campaign did not adhere to the principles of liberty, didn't adhere to uh, the principles of voluntarism, somehow violated all that. Yeah. It, you, you, they, nobody has ever come up with it. Nobody has called in to come up with that. Nobody has emailed me, at least not that I've seen yet, uh, to, to come up with that because it's, it's not possible. Because you signed the small government pledge means that you were going to vote against increases and government staying the same size. Uh, so therefore, they couldn't have claimed that you were going to initiate force on anybody. Secondly, you were going to give back your paychecks. So yeah. no one could have claimed that you were being the beneficiary of those uh, of those government-funded uh, paychecks, which, again, were funded via force. But if you're not keeping the money, then no one could have accused you of that either. And uh, really, I, I can't think of any other ways somebody might possibly uh, 
accuse you of anything uh, impropriety like that. Can you guys? I, I you, know, you know what I you don't want to get into it with me. I got nothing nice to say about about, about me. No, about um, right. It, you couldn't come up with any examples. No, no, right? I've got nothing nice to say about somebody who wouldn't go out and vote for Julia, who might live in Ward Four, um, be a Free State Project member, and says I shan't sully my hands by voting. Um, as far as I'm concerned, they're uh, you know they, they, uh, the the onus of any big government programs that go into effect uh, during the next two years, uh, you know, it, it lies on them. 1-800, well, that's another conversation we had that earlier right. this week. I told you. Right. 800-259-9231. Julia, you said you wanted to share a couple more thoughts on your experience. Yeah, I, I guess uh, at this point in time, I'm trying to figure out what my next step should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of torn. I'm considering running again in 2009, and one of the current city councilors who sort of developed a, a little email relationship with me from the beginning... He's so, trying to take you under his wing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. politicize you. It's really funny, too. Because sometimes he asks me uh, philosophical questions about, mm-hmm. like, what would we do without police? And we discuss things. And, and Which, by the way, I think is great. Um, right. Because yeah. this gives people, this gives the politicos the opportunity to, to hear a radically different message. A message of voluntarism. A message of the free marketplace. A message of liberty, which you just don't get in a political contest. It, 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 and it rubs off. No yes. matter No matter how small, it's fine. Because then at least they're thinking, you know, is is force involved here yep exactly and i think that's it, like you say it rubs off it's going to be a little here a little next time a little more especially if we get more than one candidate uh people are going to start paying attention and, and start asking themselves important questions i'm sorry go ahead no it's okay um so he suggested that i go to the mayor or the guy who's going to be mayor in, in 2008 and ask to be appointed to a committee and that way i would learn how politics work Get to know these jerks. Oh, gosh. Awful. <laughs> Committees. Yeah. But that way I could sort of, right. you know, buddy-buddy with them. Now, and that's have what you would have been doing as an elected uh, city council exactly. member sitting on one of these committees. And it's a good exactly. idea. And I would have been doing it for free because I was going to give my money away so that it isn't any right. different. And it's a good idea, actually. It because really is. one of your weaknesses this time out was, was that, that I don't know what newcomer. I'm doing. Right. You didn't Not know. enough of the issues. You didn't know much about the issues. You didn't know much about the political process. But as a small government person in your defense, you really don't need to know no. about the issues. True, but if she gets on a committee, then she can say, well, I've been on this committee yeah. for the last two years. Now I know what's going on, and you know, I'm in the loop. But right? this brings me to my next point. At this point in time, I haven't decided if I really want to run in 2009 because on one hand, I really do want to run because I felt like I did something huge and keen. Keen has never seen anything like like what happened this year. Keen never oh, seen anything like you, Miss no. Julia. <laughs> but it's true though. The it's political true. process has now been changed or at least and shaken up. And I have and to keen. say, I think Julia is the perfect candidate. Because if Mark, you or I were to go and run for office, then uh you know, we're guys, yeah. right? We're not that attractive in comparison to a young 22-year-old lady. And, and What uh, are you going to say about her? She's inexperienced and naive. Right. Um, you know, I don't think that that's the worst <laughs> thing that uh, somebody can say. They can say they could say that about us and they could say that uh, you know, we're we're hungry for power because we're talk show hosts with a sure. with an agenda. Right. They could say I'm a convicted felon. Uh, she, you know, they can say all kinds of you, things. You look at Julia, you see a picture of her, you just say you just think that's a sweet little lady. I mean, she looks she looks like she's barely over the age of 19 uh, in her pictures. Of course, that picture was taken when you were 20 that we used at the, at the time. But, uh, you know, how could anyone say anything nasty about her in that oh, particular they case? they did. 
They um, did anyway, but nonetheless, right. you know... It didn't have much effect. Right. Somebody, an average person sees you and hears what you have to say, and they're just going to reject what, what those nice, bad people yeah, said. Exactly. Yeah. And I know a lot of people around town because I work in a very popular restaurant in a small city, and, and I had lots of people vote for me simply because they knew me. Right. We live in a city? <laughs> it's a very small city. I Your said other, that. You had another point. So my other point is that it, that um, running for politics is running for local office is an awful experience. It was very painful at times when people say horrible things about you, even when you know they're not true. It does not feel good for people to say awful things about you. Um, it, it, I felt like my reputation that I uh, that I built at work, which my job is very important to me right now. I, I'm in the process of, of building a really mm-hmm. nice savings account and that sort of thing, and sort of trying to to uh, to get a lot of wealth. And I, I'm very concerned about losing my job. And I felt like it was sort of my reputation at work was in jeopardy. I didn't like that. These I don't know if it actually was though. I think that's what they people, want you to think. They came to my work. These people, several different people, came to my work. And people were making comments, and the attorney general called my work, and, and I didn't like that they at want all. You to get, they want you to be frightened. They want you to think that sort of thing. Right. I think that, uh, have you really, has there really been any real fallout? No. No. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's for free. We've got a bulletin board system there. You go to bbs.freetalklive.com to get interactive over 300,000 posts. Serious issues, fun stuff. You will find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. American Consumer News is an online magazine which will provide you a steady stream of money-saving tips to help you get closer to financial freedom. The magazine discusses topics such as investing real estate, frugality, debt reduction, and much, much more. That's AmericanConsumerNews.com. Did you misspell frugality, Mark, or did she mispronounce it? It's a possibility. I, it says frugality. Okay. There you go. It definitely says frugality. Frugality Good, Because is I have a spell checker. It, it doesn't usually slide past what me. What did I say? Frugality? Frugality. Oh, I don't know why. I'm, I've been up since 5 a.m. Well, you know, it, it, reading copy is not the easiest no, thing not. to do I've on air. I've never looked at that in my life. Because you have to, uh, you have to kind of read ahead and... It, I don't know. It's, it's not the easiest thing. In right, the world. and I handed that. Like she said, she never read it before. So just I, I blame it. it on the 5 a.m. Yeah, yes. now they've gotten another 30 seconds of uh, airtime just talking about the uh, AmericanConsumerNews.com. It yeah. is a good website. All right, 800-259-9231. So uh, you can bring up anything here. Are we done, Julia? You cover all the bases yeah, on your campaign. I'm actually in the process of writing up sort of a reflection, my experience. Oh, good. I'll post it on Free Keen, but that's right. Our I'll, other website. I know that Mark really wants to get to something, so he does, but he can't because we've got calls. Aww. Let's talk to Devin in Minnesota. Devin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Devin, Hello? Minnesota. Hello. Hey guys. Hey. Um, I'd like to say I think your show's great. What's on your mind tonight? 
Um, can you piss in my Thanks ass? for the call. 800-259-9231. Sometimes they hire new board ops at the the, uh, the studios and uh, the Genesis Communications Network, and they don't get the memo about screening our calls. And so exactly how it's done. We'll have to uh, send out the memo again. 800-259-9231. You can those calls before they come in. Oh, well, yeah, like, we know their voices. A, yeah, we know their voices, <laughs> and they always start with, I love the show. Yeah, they they love to butter you up first before yeah. they, uh, they hey guys, hit you with I love the show. And lame then they say, cursing, which the is worst not a prank good prank calls, at all. Worst prank callers Come ever. Come up with something creative, please. Entertain right. me. There you go. All right, Mark, you can get your email box now. What do you have? Yeah, I got uh, I got an email from a a person who will remain known as C. That's the letter. Um, seems to be their first initial. And I don't know if it's male or female or anything like that. And it was one of these uh, emails passed along where it says, The INS-FBI statistical report on undocumented aliens, 2006 first quarter. You know, sounding very official and all that stuff. As though people need to get their news from emails, right? Okay. Um, 95% of warrants for murder in Los Angeles are illegal aliens. And, <laughs> and just these kind of, you know, very high numbers and... They're twisted, you know. Like they, they'll take the numbers and twist them. Some of them are outright lies. And how are you going to check? There's no citing sources. Right, there's no citing down here. Um, there's something called. This is how most of the anti-immigrant uh, zealots get their news: is from forwarded emails. Forwarded emails without any kind of citing. No right. real news source. There's an outbreak of t- of uh, typhus in Texas. Uh, there's uh, lepers uh, down there everywhere. Re- right, drug re- resistant leprosy. They're e- the, the Mexicans are eating dogs in Laredo. Yeah. They'll say all kinds of crazy stuff. And so I emailed back. I said these numbers are lies. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. And uh, then then it comes, you know, then the, the, the conversation comes. And it goes a long ways. And I just want to, you know, uh, sort of talk about how this okay, went. sure. And uh, C goes ahead and says, well, Mark, I don't really need those stats to see that illegals have done to my hometown. So forget facts. I've seen it. They've turned it into a crap hole with crime, disrespect for this country, and they have lots of babies and don't even take care of them. I think you should be the one to open your eyes to what's happening right in front of you. Um, for one, it's not happening right in front of me. Wait, what, what crime? Uh, drug crime? We've already addressed the fact many a times that uh, a lot of the crime that are going into these statistics are mm-hmm. people getting arrested for marijuana and selling cocaine and, you know, drug-related crime. Right, trying to make money to feed their families. Right, which uh, if you're illegal, if you haven't gone through the process, you're restricted in the number of... Well, occupations you can have. You can work under the table washing dishes. You can go out into the farm and pick some fruit. But if you really want to make money, then you get into the black market. Nobody's checking identifications in the black market. All you need to do is go and buy some drugs and then sell them. So that's where most of those crime statistics are coming from. Mm -hmm. So if we were to end the war on drugs, that marketplace would go away entirely and it would go back to the world of uh, legality. So I went on. I said, only illegals are committing crimes and not caring for their babies? Or do you just mean Mexicans? Because how the hell does he know whether it's illegals that are, um, or legal yeah. people that are, in fact, ruining his town? He says, see, I'm not sure. They don't speak English. They fly the Mexican flag. They send their children to schools and demand English-Spanish teachers. The local cops don't go in there to um, answer calls. A cop used to live in there uh, years ago and only last about two months, or he would have had to call in the SWAT team to arrest everyone. It's out of control, Mike. <laughs> I love freedom and uh, used to be a member of the Libs, but now I'm for Ron Paul. These illegals, not speaking, Me- uh, not speaking Mexicans, non-speaking Mexicans, are destroying everything that we believe in, just like we did to the Native Americans. Do you have an answer that will help this situation out? 
So he asked me, but please tell me, but you, do you have an answer? And I said, sure, we, I have an answer. The only answer is liberty. Cut off the welfare, the free school, and the medical care. Welfare for everyone. Cut it off. Yeah, right. Cut it please. off. Let these non-English speakers see how great liberty is, um, like so many have before, and built this great nation. I would like to know, just out of curiosity, how many Mexican people are on welfare and how many white people are on welfare? It's a good question. I couldn't speculate. I, I imagine know. there's a lot of white people. Uh, you know, I, and right. it doesn't really matter to me who it is. I'm I sure there's Mexicans on welfare. The fact is, it shouldn't be there. You shouldn't right. have that kind of safety net. If we put this kind of, the, you know, it's, it's like putting a bowl of food right. out for stray animals. Of course, we're going to get stray animals well, that want to mooch off of us. The same thing. With the education thing. Of us. Uh, the same thing. His complaint is, well, they're coming here and asking for Spanish, cl- uh, English classes. Well. Okay, the problem's government education. We're giving it to them. Right. The prob- if, if they asked for a Rolex watch and we gave it to them, would they be wrong for taking it? It's the problem is with the system, is with the government redistributing wealth. That's what the issue is. Right. Strike at the root. How How is Spanish versus English any different from... Uh, what is it, evolution versus, um, what's it called? Right, Cre- it's just one interest exactly. group going after their type of curriculum that they want. Exactly. And that's the history of government schools, has been pitting interest groups against one another, making them each think they're the enemy. If we were to have a market, a free market in education, then you could go and send your kids to a school that doesn't teach any foreign languages if you wanted to. English if only. Such a thing. Sure, English only. Yep, I go on. I said, the government can't fix this problem. They made the problem. They are the problem. Yep. And the fact is, he claims to have been a libertarian. He understands. I'm, I'm assuming it's a he. I don't know. Yep. He understands that, um, that, that, in fact, that's the, the case. The government can't solve these problems. So I felt like I was talking to a libertarian. Mm. And you'll see as this goes on. I just don't. He, he, no. No, he's just, he's just he's not. He's a Glenn Beck libertarian. He's, he's not a libertarian. Because if he, if he thinks that somehow, um, the, you know, liberty can solve all problems except for this illegal immigration problem, then he's got a fallacious idea of what liberty is. You've got it, Mark. You sound so principled. Well, he just doesn't, isn't going to work. So, you, um, so are you for Ron Paul? He goes on. Um, so, are you for Ron Paul then? And why don't you promote him more? I said, crap, we do it every show. You must not be listening very much. Virtually. You are, uh, yeah, just about. If anyone has not heard Mark promote Ron Paul, yeah, you're, you not are, listening. Yeah, you're not listening. I said, you're always welcome to call in about Ron Paul, immigration, or anything you wish. And uh, I try to be very nice with this guy. And I said, we, and we have an interview with him on our guest page, too. And I said, Where we talk about immigration. Right. And he says, uh, C, C says, well, I stopped listening to you, and when you kept talking about the border, you know, keeping the borders wide open, I feel felt you don't live in reality. All of my freedom-loving friends want the borders shut now, and you guys continue oh wanting gosh. the illegals to get a free pass. Okay, first off, if they want the borders shut, they are not your freedom-loving friends. Yeah. Nope. They are compromised libertarians. Nothing now, free about walls and guards right because because let's let's go on this for just Citizen, a second show your papers or you'll be punished because you know there's there's just no way to to, to love freedom uh, you know be you know this country be about freedom mm-hmm. and then have you know armed guards and fences nope, and things like that sorry uh, it, I'll I'll go into that um, in the next We sure will. And take your calls as well, 800-259-9231. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. That is why we call the show Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. 
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier. All you have to do is go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can sign up with a PayPal account, any major credit card. Uh, basically, the idea is you send us 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and turn it around into advertising, marketing, and promoting. It's the name, AMP. Free Talk Live, getting the show on more radio stations, spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Get all the details and learn about the perks like the AMP-only call-in line, chat room, oh, let's see what else, the forum. More, all the details, amp.freetalklive.com. Mark, you're in the middle of telling us, uh, recounting an email conversation that you've been having mm-hmm. with a, uh, an anti-immigrant zealot. Uh, somebody who, he really has it out, apparently, for immigrants, specifically the Mexican ones. And there apparently is no amount of reason that has been working with this guy. Uh, do you want to do a quick recap, Mark, and uh, continue on? Yeah, he's you know basically saying that... Uh our show and our our stance that uh in fact an open border with uh, allowing people to come through uh, freely for a free country is the only thing that makes perfectly good sense now i also believe that um american citizens sh- should be free not to have to um support those people financially i don't see any obligation to have to support uh, mexicans uh, coming into this country nor do i see any obligation to have to support somebody who doesn't wish to work who is a citizen in this country correct welfare as far as i'm concerned it's it's coercive and wrong. Now, now I do you, believe in charities. I think that that um, that's the right way to go. I support several myself. Mm-hmm. Can't call me a, a miserly little Scrooge. Right. I just think it's wrong to force people to you know, participate in whatever it is that you're wishing to participate in. It takes away any thoughtfulness that was originally there. Right. It's just. It's, it's, it's just a big government program, and it's inefficient, and it's the wrong thing to do. Right, so many of the problems that are attributed to illegal immigrants are actually problems that were created uh, created by the government. Now, they may be exacerbated by a, a demand placed on those programs, for instance, by the so-called illegals, but it's the problem with the government and their programs and the redistribution of wealth and government schools, but welfare, that's the issue. They've got a really nice system going because they cause problems and then they off nobody realizes that it's right. them causing the problems and then they get to offer solutions which are always more government which always cause more problems yes all it's right Mark, awesome continue. for them okay so um c is actually listening because i got an update to the conversation so very good uh, anyway, let me go on. It says, um, to reiterate just a little bit, he says, I feel felt that you don't live in reality, you being plural, all of us don't live in reality. All of my freedom-loving friends want borders shut down now, and you guys continue to want illegals to get a free pass. First off, I don't want a free pass because a pass would be given by somebody in authority, and I don't think that there should be anybody in authority deciding whether or not free people can cross free, uh, free borders freely. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess or handing I'm, out uh, free freebies as well, welfare and that sort of thing. And, and then he, I think, I'm not sure, I'm just going to guess that if it's not C. Just go sorry. on. I guess that I, I'm just not one of the people you want in your group. And I, that's pretty exclusive. I said, you, you and I agree on 99% of the issues, and I don't want you on my team. And then I say, talk radio is about controversy. And uh, he reams me on this one. Well, I originally thought you were more than talk radio and wanted to change things. Thanks for admitting that you're really <laughs> just about radio and controversy. I'll pass this along to my friends. They'll be relieved that, just buddy. as I am. But you see, that's not... No, that's not what I mean. I don't take any stance in order to be controversial. I take a stance because I believe in it. The fact there are is, talk show hosts that will do that. Right. The, the, the fact is that um, people who disagree are more likely to call in than people who agree, and people who agree aren't 
as good of a caller generally as people who disagree. Sorry, talk radio is about controversy. That's what I mean when I say that. So if you took it wrong... Or you can go and listen to, uh, you know, Delilah. Yeah. She talks. And she'll be nice to you and everything, too. If, right. if you ever get a, um, anything on her air. But yeah. you have to have some monumentous occasion um, in your life. Right. The, the talk radio we do, that's what it's all about. And for him to suggest, uh, and it's not just about controversy, but in our case, it's about neat ideas and that sort of thing and exploring ideas. Right. But, uh, but for him to suggest that we're not trying to, to change things is uh, it's pretty absurd. Now, let's be clear. The, the main purpose of Free Talk Live is to build an audience and uh, move that audience to go, uh, go and spend money with our advertisers, right? I mean, that's the main purpose, to get people to listen to the show long enough to hear the messages of our advertisers and action, and, you know, take action and, and act Which, on it. And it should be pointed out that this is both of your, it's your job. This is how you right. plan to make money. We, we are making well, money you at are, this point. But continue to plan making money. Right. right. And that's that's that has to be priority right. number one for anybody in this business. Otherwise, it's just a hobby. OK, so we have to make money in order to continue on into the future and and have this be our full time profession. Right. You but can stop a hobby. Any, you can stop doing a hobby anytime you want. People right. don't stop doing their jobs. Second, secondary to that, to the entertaining. Number one, people must be entertained so they continue to right. listen. Right. If it's boring, they're not going to listen. Two, the nice little side effect of doing this entertaining talk show is that we get to talk about liberty and the things that we find important and that we're interested in. So inevitably, the nice little perk and side effect of doing Free Talk Live is that people find out about liberty, they think about liberty, they think about issues in a way they maybe never have thought about them before, and help expand their paradigm and shift their mindset and that sort of thing. So really, we are changing things, and to to accuse us of not, we moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project 1,500 miles across the country because we believe that liberty is possible in our lifetime, and we're willing to do more than just a talk show in order to make it happen. Right, and I'd like to say that the, the statement that he made was essentially controversy, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the email exchange back and forth. It's controversy. It's disagreeing. And that's, you know, it, that's how the people sharpen and hone their blades as far as um, their arguments go. So anyway, I said that comment's really cynical, and I hope you're just having a bad day. I work for Liberty every day. And then C goes on and says, I do, too. But free passes to illegals is not the answer. You've got to build a fence first, then you can um, work on the other parts <laughs> of the work? list. Does that work? That's yes. going to keep them out the fence. I'm sorry I can't support you. It's such a shame because we need everyone in this movement, so apparently I'm kicked out. And right now, stopping the <laughs> illegals is a much bigger and more important movement than ending government. It's a more important um, movement. So increasing Stopping government. illegals. Yeah, right. And it, or radio controversy. These people are so twisted in their priority sets. Because right. here's what's not going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. And, and he goes on. Uh, we don't really have time for that. Calls are coming in. Okay. Um, but I really wanted to get his last comment in. All right. Here. Hurry. I've listened tonight. I'm not, sh- I'm, I'm not sure you're right, but I agree with you in your last statement. The border guards and et cetera, I do not want that. But common, um, we have lots of Spanish-speaking illegals in this country and think it's theirs, and they want to take it back. And um, and there are others who just want to breed us out. And there are others <laughs> At least who that's just, what my emails are telling me. Who just work and are criminals and send money back. Can we come up with a solution? I understand that this government made this mess and that we live with this mess. And, and the solution is making a free country so that they understand, wow, this is the greatest Which thing ever. Which includes getting rid of everything that they suck off of or whatever. Right. He, he keeps repeating that... that you want to give them a pass. Yeah, he's putting no, words in your mouth. No, you don't. 
You and, want them to be able to come in here, but people are no more criminal than anybody else. Right. The priorities are so messed up with people like that. Oh, we we got to put this small government stuff on hold for a little while, Mark, while we cut these immigrants out of here, and then we can get back to the small government thing. Are you out of your mind? Don't you understand how government works? It does nothing but get bigger. So if you create this new program of enforcement and walls and and bureaucracy, we're and, all going to be getting and, uh, you know no knock raids right, in our houses, demanding identification demanding proof of citizenship that's where this is going you're talking about whoa whoa basically what you want is let's stop this small government stuff and institute a total police state and then start talking about small government again you're out of your mind let's go to the phones amp line gene the christian anarchist in tennessee hey there hey i'm in la right now oh, but well, anyway, hey, uh, um i wanted to say that immigration is just a non-issue and the more time we spend on it to pass one back and forth it's more of a non-issue you like to always point out that the 911 truth movement is a non-issue immigration is more of a non-issue because number one we're never going to stop it number two our primary goal right now or at least mine is getting ron paul elected to this fictitious united states government and the only way we're going to do that is by promoting him in whatever way we can. When I run into pro-immigration people, I don't tell them about Ron Paul's immigration policy. When I run into people that want tighter borders, I say I hand them a, a Slim Jim that shows what Ron Paul's thing is on immigration. You know, I want to get this guy elected, whatever it takes. I don't give a darn about this crazy immigration thing because it's not going to make a hill of beans a difference. Well, no matter what kind of laws we pass, no matter what kind of BS we go through, it's not going to stop immigration. It's going to continue. Yep. Um, You're damn right. Anybody that understands government and anybody that understands prohibition knows that if you prohibit people, all that's going to do is create a war on people, a war on immigrants, which will be just as successful as the government's war on drugs has been. Gene? The biggest step right now is get Ron Paul elected. That, that means you've got to sell his uh, tough-on-immigration stance. So what? Sell the stance. His the stance isn't really even that tough. Like, if you no. question so, Ron Paul on that issue, and Gene, thanks for the call. If you question Ron Paul on that issue, he understands that prohibiting immigration is not going to be successful. He understands that. It's just that he can't really get out and talk to Republican audiences and take that position, or he'll be just... He'll be eviscerated by them. So he's he's being political. He is a politician, and obviously he's uh, hemming and hawing on that issue a little bit, and I think pandering a bit. But you know what? If that's how if that helps him get elected, that's well, it's politics for you. It's been Ian here with you and Julia and Mark. Back tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.